Welcome to Season 2, Episode 66 of Gavin with the Gal Sisters. You're going to spend the next few hours with us, so we advise you to get a cup of coffee, tea, juice, water, or your drink of choice, and maybe a snack. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And we're the Gal Sisters. We're actually Irish twins. Yeah, which means we're 15 months apart for class. So I'm going to put a disclaimer in here that there are going to be spoilers on the 1962 Carnival of Souls. Now this is really important because this is a mystery. Yes. And there is a big spoiler. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it and then come back and listen to this. So you may know us from YouTube as the Gala Sisters. However, we are going to do things a little more casually around here. And with that, we'll take a look at 1962 Carnival of Souls. Well, this is Rhea talking. I first heard of this movie when I went to a... Rift Tracks live on Halloween with some of my friends who I'm not friends with anymore. Yes. But you can find all these Rift Tracks pretty much on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because... Why don't you tell people what Rift Tracks is? Rift Tracks is a spinoff of Mystery Science Theater with Michael J. Nelson. Bill Corbett and Kevin Murphy in the days of Mystery Science Theater, at least in the Mike days and the later Curl days. Um, Kevin Murphy and Bill Corbett played two different characters. Professor Bobo and Tom Servo were played by Kevin Murphy and Observer, aka Brain Guy, and Crow were Bill Corbett. Yes, so we are located currently in Minnesota, and we are in the land of MST3K. Yes. And shout out to all the Minnesotans who know who that is, you know who you are, except for a couple of you who <laughs> we don't associate with anymore. Um, yes. Anyways. So they started this thing called Rift Tracks, and basically they watch a movie and they just kind of, you know, make jokes. I mean, obviously they've watched the movie before, unlike in the very early episodes of Mystery Science Theater where they just made it off the cuff. Yes. So, happy Halloween, everyone. Here in the Gala household, we celebrate Halloween for two months. We celebrate for a whole two months. September and October, those are the Halloween months. It is the best holiday of the year, so we must celebrate. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, we know that there are some of you who have, and you're awesome if you have, then you know that starting in September through the end of October, we will be doing like Halloween horror films and shit like that, and B films. And this is going to be fun. This is entertaining. I mean, you guys are going to love this if you love Halloween. If you don't like horror and you're scared easily, then this might not be the thing for you. So, Soul Duck Soul Digger. So, this is kind of like Soul Digger, which we'll do next week. We're going to put that disclaimer in here right now. Yes. Basically, there is a group of women and a group of men driving by, and we're trying to record. Thank you. There's a group of women and a group of men, and they're driving, and they decide to drag race. 
So they're, you know, racing, drag racing, being, you know, running their cars really loud and really fast. And the girl's car falls off a bridge with all of them in it. Yes. And, you know, they're looking for the car. They're looking for the car. See what happened. Where'd it go? I don't know why anyone didn't just, like, dive in after the car. Like, what? I don't and it didn't seem like it was strong current or anything. But you know what? You're not supposed to think about it too much. Just don't think about it too much. And eventually, a lone woman comes out of the river. And she's totally fine. She's just stunned, but totally fine. I mean, she's like dazed. Like, what's going on here? I argue that this is an alternative ending to Footloose. <laughs> Okay, well, that's interesting. I'm joking. I'm actually joking. But remember in Footloose, they have the drag race with mm -hmm. like the tractors or whatever? Yep. Or they, I think they did it with cars too, where she goes between the two cars. Yeah. And nothing bad happened. No. But so yes. she comes out of the water and she's just, everyone's like, wait, how are you still alive? And she seemed really confused. And it comes out that she's this organ player. And she's been hired to be an organ player at a church. Mm -hmm. And she has to drive all night to get to the church. Mm -hmm. And as she's driving to the church, she has this vision of this like scary priest thing. Like a monster. The guy who actually directed the film. Yes, he actually directed it. And his name was Herc Harvey. And he wanted to be in it. And, and Herc Harvey also did the short Shake Hands with Danger. You know, and it's not uncommon for directors to no. make cameos in their films. No. No, no. That's not at all uncommon. So he's seeing her, or he, she's seeing him, and she's like, oh, crap, this crap going insane. There's a dude outside. She just kind of continues driving. Mm-hmm. Till she stops at a boarding house, which boarding houses were a thing that people really used to live in. I would even say in the olden days where they would pay the person who had the house to rent a room or to live in a room. They really became popular uh, when women had to go to work in the factories during World War II when the men were gone. Yeah. And a lot of women just went in and started living in boarding houses. Very much so. Not to be confused with your Molly house or your house. Those are two different things. Those are very different. I'm just trying to make sure that we don't get confused. Yes. No, that's a very good distinction. We definitely need to make sure that people know that we're not talking about that. And she meets the woman who owns the, who owns the house. And there's this creepy weirdo that's also renting out a room. Who really, really wants to fuck her. Yep. And he, like, tries to entice her. And she's just like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm the church organist. Yeah. So she goes to the church. She goes to bed. And then she goes to the church the next day to practice the organ. And she meets the priest. Mm -hmm. And he takes her to this abandoned amusement park that's called Carnival of souls and she's just drawn to this area she's really really wants to go there and people are like no don't go there they keep telling her not to but she's just like in like in moana you know she's drawn to the sea she's drawn to the carnival of souls <laughs> that's wow um that's an interesting analogy <laughs> so she keeps trying to get there, and they're like, okay, no, don't go to this carnival. It's, like, dangerous. Kind of like the carnival in one of the seasons of um, American Horror Story, where the kid disappears and doesn't age. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. Probably a 
callback callback to that in some weird way because usually Ryan Murphy does that. I think you're right. I don't know. I just think it might be. I think that's very very accurate. Interesting that other films are cropping up in this discussion. Yeah, a couple other ones. Yeah, have. interesting. So, and it's like you, there's like, okay, so it's the souls. So like the souls that are dead, they had just like dance party, like waltz party. Really fucking weird, isn't it? Yes. So then she goes back to the house and she's like, ah, oh, crap. Like, and then she starts dating the other guy, the other border. And they go on a date and they go to a bar and they drink a bunch of beer and then she's gonna fuck him and then she sees this man again. And it's very distressful for her. She's like, oh my god, who's that man? Go away, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And no one else can see it, so she thinks she's losing her damn mind. And yep. at this point in the film, you're starting to think, what is going on here? Something is not right. First of all, why can why is she seeing this like dead Dracula-like dude chasing her, and no one else can see it? Second of all, how the hell did she come out of the river like an hour or two after they drove in there just fine? You're like, what the hell is going on here? And why is this creepy weirdo next to her obsessed with her? And why does she want to go out to this carnival? Like, what? They're trying to make us think. They're trying to make us think that something weird is happening here and that this is a mystery. And I think that most people figure out what's going on with the movie before the end of the film. I mean, I've seen it many times, so I can't say. And didn't you try to watch it without Rift Tracks? I think oh I did too God. once I with you. Like, uh, no, thank you. And we put on the Rift Track version instead. Yeah, I think, I think we fell asleep. Yeah. I think we did. I think we did. I think we too. might have tried actually last year to do it. Yeah, and we just couldn't do it. And I'm just like, screw it. I'll just watch the roof tracks. And we were on the couch, and the next thing I knew, we were like, oh shit, I fell asleep on my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. And like all this like weird. So then she goes to get some, a new dress, and they're trying to help her find a new dress. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves the dressing room with her normal dress on. And she starts asking for help, and nobody can see her. And she's panicking at this point, freaking the fuck out. She's like, what is going on? She's kind of dumb. She has no idea what's going on. What the fuck happened to me? I don't know. <laughs> and they never call back to the fact that she was in an accident either. Nope. They never nope. call back to it, do they? Nope. They're just like, oh. What's wrong with her? She's lost her damn mind. And it's just so bizarre and weird, and it doesn't make any sense. So then she goes and gets her car worked on. Mm -hmm. And you know, they raise up the car, and she falls asleep, and she's dreaming about the Carnival of Souls. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes apparent that she is dead. Because the camera pans up. And she sees herself dancing with the dead people. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, shit. And this bitch does not want to come to terms with the fact that she is dead. She does not want to be nope. dead. She does not want this to be a thing. She does not want to hang out with the dead. She runs screaming. 
Mm-hmm. And they're chasing, and they start, and they're chasing her. And this commences one of the best chase scenes ever. I would say the only thing that rivals it would be in um, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. <laughs> Remember when the Ice Cream Bunny was driving the like fire, the old fashioned fire, old fire, old fashioned fire truck, like. Yeah, yeah, I'm bitching. He's got like a million kids on it. He's like, I'm coming to save Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Mm, yeah, motherfuckers. I mean, that's like the only thing that kind of rivals it. Yeah, we did that <laughs> last year. They're just running and they sped up the camera. So it looked like they were going super fast. And of course, she's wearing stilettos because, you know, in horror films, you always wear stilettos to run, right? And then you have to fall while you're running. Oh, no, I've fallen and I can't get off. I don't know why they do that, do you? Every damn time. You know, every time I have ran from something scary, I have never fallen. So one time when I was working late night in a restaurant. And I was a manager. And so I was closing and the I worked from five PM to like four AM. So I was leaving one night. And I had forgotten to move my car and it was out on the back street right by a park, like with a pond where there was no lights. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And I was like, Oh fuck. I have to walk out to my car alone at like three or four in the morning. So I'm walking out to my car, and these two guys come out of the woods on bikes, pitch black. And I'm like, you know, that sixth sense you have, that something's wrong, this is not right, these guys are fucking up to no good. I turned around and I booked it, and I ran back into the restaurant. I did not trip. I did not fall. You also weren't wearing stiletto heels. No, I was wearing tennies, but still. Even when people are barefoot and running, they still do that. And, of course, I had to figure out, I had to get out my key and, like, lock the door behind me, you know, shaking. And I saw them biking around the parking lot, and then they went over to the gas station next door, and I hid underneath the host stand so they wouldn't see that someone was in the building. And I waited until the kitchen manager got there, because he was, like, an hour out from being there. And I made him walk me out to my car, but he told me that on the way in, those guys that came out of the woods had been arrested over at the gas station. Oh, interesting. So my gut instincts were totally right to get the fuck out of there. But again, this that's like real life running from something scary. <laughs> Not the, oh no. So this movie is stars, and we'll, we'll get to the ending in just a minute, stars a woman who is the main star by the name of Candace Hillegas? Hillegas? Hillegos? Hillegos. And she's still alive. And they redid this movie several years ago. And she was actually asked to be in the reboot, and she declined. Do you know why? No. She did not say why. She didn't, I mean, she hasn't done much acting. She just hasn't. A lot of times these horror movie actors haven't done a whole lot of acting. That's actually very true. I mean, if you go back to, like, Touch of Satan, that girl never did anything else. Mm. No. No. She never did anything else. That's true. She did a handful of other things, but not anything super notable. Mm-mm. And, you know, she turned down being in something much more famous. So there was a, they made a reboot of this. I've never seen the reboot because I love the original so much. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of times a reboot of things are really bad. Yeah, so anyways, it turns out that at the end of the movie, they find the car. Mm-hmm. And all of their bodies, including hers, was in the car. Dead. Yes. And it's just weird. Dun, dun, dun. And you're like, wait, what the fuck did I just do? She's dead. Aha, got you guys. So I think the big question is, was this some kind of like limbo that she was trapped in? Was her soul trapped like in Soul Taker? Was it like in the carnival season of American Horror Story where the kid never aged? Well, and that's, that's the thing. Is she a spirit? With people, we don't know what happens after we die. None of us truly know. I mean, people say they've, like, died and come back to life, but... but that's different. But I don't know if they're even telling the truth. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just not saying that they are. Either. Yeah. But one of the myths... I, I guess I don't even want to call it a myth, because I don't know it's a myth. But one of the theories around death is that some people die and their souls linger on this earth or in this like realm. halfway between this realm and the next one because they don't know that they're dead. And that's why we lay the dead to rest. Yes. That's why we find bodies. We bring them back from war or ship them back home so that I'm, they can have proper funerals and stuff like that. Because if you don't, dead people don't know that they're dead. I mean, even with like the Tomb of the Unknown. Wow. I've yeah. gotten deep here. But where someone guards the Tomb of the Unknown. 24 mm-hmm. 7. They never stop, even on holidays. Wow, I just nerded the crap out of myself. Yeah. Knowing me, I'm just going to be a nerd. I mean, that's just the way it is going to be. If you don't like that, maybe you don't need to listen to us. Mm-hmm. But I think what's very interesting about this movie is it was in black and white. You can tell when a movie's in black and white because when they open their mouths, the mouths are, their mouths are still black and white. Yes. It's just that's the biggest tell that I've always been able to see. I think also, too, when they recolorize stuff or colorize stuff, that it's almost like um, an unnatural color. Like, it's, yeah. like, really dark. Or really, or too light. Yeah. And that, that's, that's really the two biggest tells. And in 1962, movies were not as colored as they are today. I mean, I appreciate the effort that goes into colorizing it. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's not exactly easy to no, do. No, I'm sure it's not. You know, the sound in this was actually pretty good, unlike in the sound, you know, Touch of Satan. Yeah. It's terrible. And that's newer. I love Touch of Satan. I do too, but... And I think that it is interesting to think, okay, well, this person, you know, had a journey that they had to figure out that she was dead. She had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. She didn't just know, I'm dead. No. She did not know. And... They make it all creepy. <laughs> just the last scene, those last scenes of extra running, 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 running. So like they think of it like yakety sacks. I know. Really they could. Do, 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 do. Another thing I love too with this is that <laughs> they'll be in a building and it'll be like super dark, and they'll go outside and you'll think, oh yeah, you know, it's creepy. It's at night, and they're obviously in broad daylight, and they just put a filter over it. Okay, but I also kind of appreciate that. We actually have a nod to that on our YouTube channel. 
if you guys haven't seen the opening of our intro of our YouTube channel, the intro to it, we actually do a nod to old films like this because yeah, we love them. We go and record in broad daylight in a cemetery, and then we put a filter over it to make it look like it's nighttime. Yeah. First of all, we're not professionals. Second of all, we're color. We're black and whiting a colorized movie, which yeah. is the opposite of what they would do. Yeah, in and types of movies. that's our callback to the old timey films. But another thing too is that we don't have expensive equipment and extra lights and shit like that to film outside so when we film outside i mean it has to be light because you wouldn't be able to see anything but i mean that's our callback it's our ode to the past and where we came from because we should never forget who and where we came from and we talk about this with one of our other movie aficionado friends who you will meet at some point mm -hmm. patience on that when that person is ready that person will come forward and they will introduce him or herself to you. Mm -hmm. And it's not who you guys think it is, I don't think. And they always talk about, you know, how things are derivative of each other. And I really agree with, with that particular person. I mm -hmm. think that they are 100% right. And, you know, you guys, we're going to start having guests on the show, in this particular show, starting next year. Yes. And that person always talks about that, and I totally agree with that person, Like. Without Carnival Souls, you don't have Soul Taker, which is another Mystery Science Theater movie, which mm -hmm. I think we're going to do next week. God, I love Soul Taker. It is really bad, and it doesn't make any sense. And I think that without this particular movie, Soul Taker wouldn't exist. And again, it's kind of a symbol. It's a similar story. It's not completely the same. So... This would be what would be called a B-movie, and for those of you who don't know, there is a cult-like obsession, underground obsession with B-movies. Yeah. And there are some of the most popular B-movies, like... Um, the Room. The Room and... Troll Manos. Two. Troll 2. Troll 2 has quite a big following. But movies like this would never have gotten their day in the sun if it weren't for Rip Tracks. Or Mystery Science Theater, yep. or Cinematic Titanic, which was one of Joel's projects, or The mm -hmm. Mads Are Back, which is another project that Joel has done, and a lot of those other types of riffs. And these movies, even with this extra exposure, are never going to make as much as, like, Titanic. No. They just, they never will, but... it They're fun. They're fun if you don't like them you just don't get it and you just you never you never will i mean you have to have a really good sense of humor to love these and the fun thing is when the director loves the film and takes it so seriously and it's just so like, bad like in cemetery sisters or troll too you guys will we'll do that this we'll do that this year too we do have a mm. video about that on our youtube channel but we'll do cemetery sisters yeah we year, will because it's just so bad and I think that they really took it, this one seriously, and it's its not good. Like I was saying earlier, by the middle of the film, you're like, oh, yeah, she's dead. Yeah, I mean, I figured it out within about halfway through the movie at least. I mean, it's been, I've seen it probably half a dozen times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but, you know, in Mystery Science Theater fashion, they had to have these two really dumb little shorts in front of it. 
Well, let's also talk about the, a little bit about the evolution of horror, too, and fear in movies and shit like that. Back in 1962, maybe this would have been considered scary. Yeah. Like, holy shit, she was dead. Oh, God. Where now, we're like, you know, you better show me a vampire with a head in his hands, drinking the blood and eating entrails. Otherwise, or, I'm not going to be scared. Like in Saw, with Jigsaw. Yep. The puppet. Who, you know, put people in escape rooms where they tried, to, where they had to, like, literally kill people to get out of the escape room. Yeah, where, now we're like, wow, so scary. A guy with white face paint on chasing. Ooh, I mean, this was, you know, before Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie and shit like that. I mean, so. And Alice Cooper. We're, we're a little, um, I don't know, we're. Um. We know what's happening. We're but it's, inoculized to it. It's I mean, like Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. Another one of those B-movies from the 60s or 70s. But gothicness and horror and vampires and really celebrating the dark side of life and Halloween and the left-hand path. Ooh. I mean, that... Was not something people did. I mean, this is pre-satanic panic, if you guys know what that means. I mean, you know, you... If you defied the church, you know, you were killed. Basically, yeah. No, you were. <laughs> I mean, and you couldn't have an alternative religion and shit like no. that. And, and nowadays, with, you know, the ex-lennial Generation Z, which is what's called mm -hmm. as ex-lennial Generation Z, which is millennials... Generation Xers and Generation Z. It's just, it's not as shocking to see a gothic person anymore. No, you're like, To oh. see someone dressed like vampire, a vampire walking around, it's not, it's not as fascinating and shocking. I mean, it still is pretty interesting to a lot of people, but at that time, I mean, I think these B-movies are tamer with their horror because... People were not desensitized to it. And the other thing is, too, is if you guys ever see Rachel and I, you'll see that we wear really mm -hmm. long, ridiculous glue or press-on fingernails. And the generational gaps show when we do trade shows or when we do vendor booths. We want to call them trade shows. It's the same freaking thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we pick up stuff and we're like, oh, well, your nails look like you have something to do with Halloween. It's like, no, I'm just kind of an emo guy. Like, look at this film compared to The Walking Dead. I know The Walking Dead isn't a film, but so the show, it's, you know, pretty graphic compared to this. Mm -hmm. And if they had released The Walking Dead in 1962, I think that people would have been throwing up and running out yeah. screaming. Or like Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or you want me to keep going? Mm -hmm. And But without these movies to pave the way, we wouldn't have half the horror we have today. Which, it's funny though. However, in medieval times and back in the day, even like Attitude Era Wrestling, it was more violent in real life. Yes. Like we had gladiators, you know, people fighting to the death for fun and being ripped apart by lions, and that's what we did for sport. Yeah, but, I mean, go back to the biblical times and Androcles on the line. Yeah, but... Oh, but somebody being chased by real-life-looking zombies on TV. That's too much. But let's go to the, you know, the boxing fight and watch someone get three concussions in three minutes. <laughs> Essentially, yes. 
they had no problem with that. It's humans never completely make much sense. You know, and like I said, this movie is pre Satanic Panic, and mm -hmm. the Satanic Panic was something and Anton Lavey. Well, Anton Lavey was around around this time. Was something that the Boomers were really concerned about because all their children started acting emo, gothic, whatever you want to call it. Like Bela Lugosi, he paved the way. Like, today, if you had a Bela Lugosi, you'd be like, okay, another dude dressed up as a vampire. Whoa, okay, yep, what's special about you? But back when he hit the scene, it's like, no one else was willing to do that. Nobody else had done it before. Yeah, and we mentioned before that the guy who did this also did Shake Hands with Danger. Mm -hmm. And that is just silly. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, these people are just going to do a bunch of unsafe things with tractors. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious, isn't it? It is. And, you know, he'd done education. That was like an educational mm -hmm. film. And a lot of those educational film strips were made back in his time. They're not so much anymore. No. I mean, we've all seen, you know, even our generation had to watch all of those, you know, film strips in school. Yeah, we did. And Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks Live and even the Mads Are Back has gone on to kind of resurrect some of those. Yes. And that's why I love Mystery Science Theater. That's why I love Rift Tracks. Me that's too. why I love the Mads Are Back. I've never seen much with the cinematic Titanic. I know you no. guys are going to come for me. But that was Joel's project before the Mads are back. Yes. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. If you guys have any like further questions or want to email us your take on Carnival of Souls, let us know. Our email address is thegallifam at gmail.com. It's listed in the description box, too. Yep. Anything else you want to add? No. So we are going to end the podcast here. As always, thank you so much for joining us on this first week of Halloween movies. If you care, generally we put out a podcast on Tuesdays, usually around 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're still like listening to us talk, let me tell you something. We may have it. We also have a YouTube channel. Over there, you can find us talking more about Me Too. Uh, right now, we're really covering Marilyn Manson heavily. Um, that's just simply called The Gala Sisters. And, you know, it is still just Rachel and myself. We also have, over there, we drop in every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We may go live throughout the week if there's breaking news. We will be live election night over there. Yes, we will. Go up there and over on TikTok. We also have a second podcast that goes out the Thursday before a WWE pay-per-view event. And I, the Gallus Sisters presents Miss Wrestling Chris. Yes, we do. And go follow us on Twitter at the Gallus Sisters, Instagram at the Gal Fam, Facebook at the Gallus Sisters. We also have a TikTok at the Gallus Sisters, the Gallus Sisters, where we go live periodically. So you know you want to do that. We have merch, we have a website where we sell homemade bath products and cleaning products, support small business, go check it out. Again, all of this information is in the description box below. Just make sure you're looking through there, see what's going on. We have affiliate links in there if you're having trouble paying for groceries or gas. Download the Upside app, it's free. You get a little something if we get something. If you really wanna support our channel, in our work etc then buy us a coffee it's 
$3. You can get us more than one if you want. And just throw a little something towards this. If you're enjoying it, please do. But please don't go broke doing it. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. We will talk to you again soon. Love and share. Bye. Bye.